Today, I want to I continue on in this series. This is an extremely important, important series because God does want us to go further, faster. Too often we get stalled in life. How many feel stalled, maybe? Maybe just a little stalled. It seems like, ugh, and you just, uh, uh, it just can't, can't get any traction. It's just like you're spinning your wheels where you're at, and you're just not going any, any further. And I, that's what we've been talking about, how to get further faster, get un, unstuck, and get going in, in the journey of life. And how that happens is living a spirit-led life. And we've been talking about what that looks like to be spirit-led. Many times, many people, many Christians, many believers do not even acknowledge the Holy Spirit in their life. And, and that's unfortunate. And if you're a believer today, let me tell you something. Uh, you have God in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says when you got born again, He has come in you. If you're not a believer today, we want to invite you to invite God into your life today. Amen? Come on now. We're talking about the Creator. The Creator of the heavens and the earth living inside of us. And He wants to not only come inside of us, He's not there to be a spiritual hitchhiker and just cruise on through life with you, but He wants to lead you and I through each and every area in our life. And so we've been talking about that. We started out in this series talking about a number of different things that what it takes to do that, takes desire, that we have to, if we're going to be led by the Spirit, then we have to have a desire for it. And, uh, and then the second thing we talked about is following the inward witness and what that looks like and that God gives us a witness for or against something. He'll give us a red light or a green light and uh, he will show us. And, and we talked about that. And last week we talked about the inward perception and how, we, how God speaks to us and that God does want to speak to us. And that he does want to lead us and he wants to direct us. And, and, and too many Christians don't understand how God speaks. They're waiting to hear this audible voice and, and we just don't hear an audible voice. Can that happen? Can God do that? Does he do it? Very infrequent. And usually when God speaks that dramatic, it's because there's usually something that uh, uh, tragic that's coming, coming in your future that God just wants you to be aware of. But typically, He just gives you, the, He speaks to you through that still, small voice. In order to hear that, you got to press in. And really, it's not a voice, it's a, it's a perception. You hear, you, you, you get images, you get, uh, 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 you get an awareness. You, God will give you full scriptures in just a second, and you'll just, you just become aware of it, and it happens in your spirit. And today I want to talk to you about another way that God leads. And I entitled today, uh, Seek Peace and Pursue It. Seek Peace and Pursue It. But before we do that, I want to take you to Romans chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Another translation, I like the way that it puts it because I think it's a little bit more clear to us. It says, if the Spirit of God is leading you, then take comfort in knowing that you are His children. In other words, we ought to expect, as being His children, for Him to lead us. Just like any good parent would lead their own children, we, uh, our Father, our Heavenly Father, wants to lead us through His precious Holy Spirit. And he wants to do that each and every day of each and every moment of every day. We just need to know how he leads. We need to know that there is a witness inside of us. That the Holy Spirit will, if we start down one direction, if we get this, uh, this sandpapery type sense in our spirit, 
It's like, oh, don't go that way. Don't do that. And that's God's witness inside of our hearts not to do it. Or if we start heading down that direction, it doesn't violate the Word of God, and we just get this good sense, this good velvety type sense in our heart. It's like, okay, you got my okay, go ahead and do it. And then there's times where God will just, he'll just drop something in your heart. Like this morning, God dropped in my heart, fresh air. As I was praying this morning, I just like, God just said fresh air. That the, the, Too many people are just, they're, they're just stale and need to be, they need the freshness of the Holy Spirit in their life. They need that fresh air, need to be being filled. And it's a continuous thing. It's not something that just happens once and that's it. It's something that we need ongoing in our life. Just like you need a shower every day. Can I remind some of you? You need a shower every day. All right? And, 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 and I don't know about you, but I, especially when I first got married, I, I was wicked about showering. I'd take three sometimes, at least three a day. Uh, I mean, I just like showers. I liked how it refreshed me and, and that type of thing. And my wife said, whoa, 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 back up, boy. Anyway. And so I just like showers in the way that it refreshes me. And, and the Holy Spirit wants to keep us refreshed so that we're going, we're going down the road as, 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 as uh, fast and, and, and as, as powerful as, as we possibly can. And so we need that freshness in, in our life. And so that's, that's, why, that's why we need to be in close relationship with Him so that He could speak to us. He's wanting to speak to every one of us each and every day, and he's wanting to speak to you today, but you need to be aware of how he does that. And so he'll, he dropped that in my heart this morning, fresh air, fresh air. It wasn't like I heard it, it's just like I knew it in my knower. You've got a knower, and that knower is your spirit. And in your knower, I just knew that I knew that I knew that I was supposed to talk to you guys about being refreshed in, the, in, in God, refreshed in the Holy Spirit. And so be being filled by the Spirit of God in your life. So you with me? And so God wants to lead us by His voice. And we need to know how He speaks. And it's more of a, it's more a perception. We perceive what He's saying. We perceive. We just have a knowing in our knower what He's saying. Okay, I don't, it's, hard to, it's hard to articulate spiritual things with natural words. And so, you know, it's spiritually discerned according to Corinthians. And, and, and we got to discern it. It's a discerning or a perception in our heart. And, and, and so today I want to bring you to a place where there's another way that God leads, and it's by His peace. There's a peace that He wants to lead us with. And so uh, and I, I, here's, here's a statement I've been making during this series that I want to make today, and it's by, uh, by living a Spirit-led life, we will go further, faster in every area of life without compromising anything. We don't compromise our relationships, our marriages, our health, our, our uh, anything else. When we do it God's way, it always produces good in and through our life. As a matter of fact, Romans 8, 6 says it this way. It says, following after the Holy Spirit, lead, oh, excuse me, following after the Holy Spirit leads to life and peace. But following after the old nature or the flesh, the Bible calls this thing that we live in, this body, flesh, it leads to death. And so when we're following the Holy Spirit, it's going to lead to life and peace. It's always going to produce good in our lives. doesn't mean we're not going to go through some difficulties throughout life, 
but he can lead us through those difficulties. He can lead us through those fiery furnaces. He can lead us through those, those floods in, in, in those circumstances and those storms, and we can come out, we can come out on the other side. Are you with me? And so we, we talked about that. But let, look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 11. It says, Let him turn away from evil and do good. Get this. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Now remember, a moment ago we just read, it says following after the Holy Spirit leads to life and peace. So when we're seeking peace, we're seeking the Holy Spirit. We're seeking the Holy Spirit. And we're, I'm going to tell you why. Seeking peace and pursuing it, number one, peace is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. So, so it's, it's something that the Holy Spirit produces in our life. It's something that God produces in, in every one of our lives. So when we're seeking peace, we're seeking the fruit that comes out of the Holy Spirit. This is good. Listen, years ago, I, was, I, was, I didn't understand the difference between uh, flesh and spirit. Well, what's... what's what, if, am I walking in the Spirit? How do I determine whether I'm walking in the Spirit or not? I didn't know what it meant to walk in the, in the Holy Spirit. What's it mean to walk in the Spirit? And, and God gave me Galatians. He gave me Galatians. I'm going to show you in Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and, self, and gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. The Bible says that there's these fruits. And, and, and so if I was walking in love and joy and peace and patience and, and all gentleness and, and self-control, all these different things, then I was walking in the Spirit. When I got impatient, that means I was walking in the flesh. Have you ever been impatient before? Hey, can I tell you, when you're in that place of being impatient, you're, you're getting in the flesh. And it's like, Lord, Lord, I'm patient, but please hurry. <laughs> it's like, all right now. And so, we, 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 you know, God showed me that, and it just freed me to know, uh, to made, made me aware to know when I'm walking in the Spirit and walking in the flesh. And so, when I'm pursuing peace, when I'm pursuing peace in my dealings with people and in circumstances and situations, then I, it determines whether, whether I'm uh, walking in the Holy Spirit or not, or it identifies whether I'm walking in the Holy Spirit or not. And so, what I wanted to say... Uh, what I wanted to say is that peace is a fruit of the Spirit in our own spirit. And we've been talking about our own spirit, uh, recognizing that we're a spirit of being. The Bible says that we're a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. Spirit, soul, and body. Have you ever heard of that? Okay, it's in, it's in 1 Thessalonians, and we're not going there today. But you have your three-part being. Your spirit, when you die, your spirit and your soul goes to heaven. Your body goes back to the dust of this earth. And you're just, your body is your, your house that houses your spirit and houses your soul. And your body's the thing that really rebels against God. And, and so we need to understand that. And, and, in our, and we tend to be selfish in the, in, the, in, that, in the flesh. And so that's why we need to walk in the spirit. So that when we walk in the spirit, the Bible says we don't fulfill the, the, the desires or the lusts of the flesh. It's when we walk in the spirit. 
When, and that's how we can know uh, that we're not fulfilling the impatience and the hate. You know, the opposite of that is love, which is, is, is the things of God. So understand that, okay? So, so we're a three-part being. We're a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Each one of those have a voice. Do you know that your body has a voice? The voice of your body is your feelings. How do you, you, you do know that your feelings speaks loudly all the time? Some of you, right now, your body's saying, I'm hungry. Let's get, let's get going. I'm hungry. I want to go eat. I'm tired. Some of you saying, I'm tired. Some of you just, you know, you're, so your body's constantly speaking. It's speaking to you. It's telling you. It's de- demanding things of you. And so it has a voice, and, and you're hearing it all the time because you're complying. You're, you're yielding to it. You're following it. Your soul has a voice. Your soul has a voice. Your soul has the voice of reason. And, and it's, I call it this inward chatter, this uh, self-talk that takes place. And, and too often we're giving in to that reason. And then your spirit has a, it has a voice. The voice of your spirit is your conscience. And what, where God speaks to us is in our spirit. And then our conscience is how we're aware of what God's speaking to us. And that's how we're, we perceive God and we become aware of God. And, and we're, we, we just know things that come no other way. It just comes through God to us and we're aware of it. Come on, I hope I'm not losing anybody this morning. We, God wants us to hear Him. He wants us to be led by Him all the time. And too often we're led by our flesh. We're led by the, our feelings, or we're led by our reason. We reason ourselves in, in, into doing things that's really never God. We can even convince ourselves that it is God in our reason. But in our heart, we know it's just the wrong thing. We just know. We just know that decision. And we know if we're sensitive to it. Because we can become insensitive to our spirit because our flesh is so loud and we're so trained to listen to our feelings. We're so trained to listen to our reason that we're just very insensitive to our, 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 our conscience in our heart. So we need to become trained to our spirit. And so the Bible says that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit of man is where God enlightens us. And so what I want to do is I want to I just want you to understand that peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Peace is not a fruit of your circumstances. A lot of times people will make decisions because, because they're trying to find peace that only comes from the Spirit. From following the Spirit. From obeying the Spirit. That's why we need to seek peace and pursue it. But it's not a peace like this world gives. It's a peace that God gives. And so it's not a fruit of your circumstances. There's a lot of folks that they, they make uh, alterations in their life to find relief. And they never find that peace. I've done that. I've been there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that struggle, struggle. And maybe you're here today and I feel for you. I do. I do feel for you. You fight depression. And you struggle with it. And you're seeking peace. You really are. You, you're looking for that peace. And how you're trying to uh, deal with it is lots of rest. So you sleep a lot. And can I tell you, 
You're never going to find peace that way. It's a fruit of the Spirit, not of your circumstances. And so more rest is not the answer. More recreation is not the answer. You're never going to find more peace just by having more recreation in your life. And so, I, and the list could go on. But I'm going to tell you that peace could be so powerful that your circumstances could be all against you. And you still walk in a peace that passes all understanding in your life. Amen. Years ago, years ago, uh, not long after I uh, got saved, it was all hell broke loose in my life. In our life, my family's life. And I mean, everything that you could think of came against us. Pounded, pounded, pounded. Let me tell you what, the, the Bible says that the, def, the, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to kill, steal, and destroy anything that is of God. He's trying to take our peace. He's trying to take our joy. He's trying to take our strength, our witness. He's trying to take our, he's trying to take our, our, our power that God has invested in us. He's trying to do that. And he does that through circumstances. And, and boy, I tell you, after I got saved, first thing, one of the first things that happened is my, my wife that I was married to at that time left me. And when she left, she left, she left big. She, she left big. She left, uh, she left and, and I, without going into all the gory details, she just left big. Left uh, uh, financially and every which way, took my son and uh, was gone for a, 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 a little bit, for a, a little bit. And then eventually, long story short, I went through a, 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 a custody battle with uh, my son and her and I, I Eventually, she, she allowed me to, uh, she, she signed the paper, said, you can, you can take custody, and I raised my son, thank God. Amen. And that, that was awesome, but, but during that whole duration, not only, not only was there a huge financial challenge, lost, lost my house, uh, uh, just all kinds of financial attacks, uh, my back went out, I, I, I mean, I literally could not walk. I, I, my back went out. It was bad. Uh, during that time, my, my little brother died at the age of 18. I remember that day as if it was yesterday when his mother-in-law called me and said, you need to get your mother and come to the hospital. Something happened to your little brother. And I, I go get my mother, and it was on Saturday night. And uh, my mother worked nights, and uh, not the bars. She was saved. <laughs> she, she, she was a dispatcher, and... And so I went and I called her and picked her up from work and we went to the hospital and found out he was dead. And it was just a horrible thing. It was, it was difficult. It was difficult. Rewind about 30 years earlier, my dad died. And uh, for uh, 30 years, my mother was in a, a tailspin for 30 years. Was it 30 years? 20 years? 20 years. Sorry, I added 10. I'm a preacher. <laughs> I'm just messing. Uh, I, try, I try to be accurate. Uh, 20 years, 20 years, uh, rewinding 20 years, when my dad died, my mother went into a 20-year tailspin where she just uh, turned to alcohol. She turned to, uh, uh, she just to alcohol, and, and she, she, you know, just was uh, just not the friendliest person in the world and got a little bit abusive with her family and, and all kinds of stuff. And, and anyway, 20 years later, my little brother dies. 
at the age of 18. Total different circumstance because she had a peace that passed all understanding. On the day of my brother's uh, funeral, my mother led somebody to Christ. She led somebody to Christ. And I'm going to tell you, I remember during that time, I struggled for a little bit because I knew, uh, you know, I knew what it felt to grieve in the world. I knew because we had lots of loss. I had lots of loss. And, uh, and I knew what it meant to grieve. And you always just felt down and everybody knew it. You know, it looked like you'd been sucking lemons. Can I tell you, as a Christian, we don't, need to, we, don't need to, we don't need to be without peace, even when we're in the middle of a storm. And I remember how I felt guilty because I did not, because I had this peace in my heart, even though all these things were going on. And I remember feeling guilty because I had a joy, unspeakable, full of glory. I just still, I was still full of joy, even though I was, I was grieving and I was processing it. I felt like, I, and I still, to, to, to this day, feel like I processed it, that grief very, very well. But I remember God taking me back to Galatians, and he said, the reason that you're full of peace and joy is because it's a fruit of the Spirit, and you've been walking in the Spirit through this situation. See, peace is not a fruit of your circumstances, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. That'll set somebody free today. Too many people are looking at circumstances to keep them happy or not. Okay? So understand this. Jesus' Bible says that he sent us uh, the Helper, the Holy Spirit. John 14, verse 26 and verse 27. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. By that way, that word Helper, look it up in the Amplified, means Advocate intercessor, comforter, strengthener. The Holy Spirit is there for you, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So when we seek peace and pursue it, we're, we're seeking the Holy Spirit. And we're seeking the peace that passes all understanding. John 16, uh, there's two verses here I want to bring to your attention. Verse 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is, it is to your advantage that I go away, Jesus said. For if I go away, the Helper, who's the Helper? The Holy Spirit. He will come to you. But if I depart, I will send Him to you. I, th- I think I read that wrong. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now I said it right. And then verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Nobody wants to hear that. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus said, Hey, listen, you got some trouble coming. Be of, be of good cheer. And by the way, you, I'm giving you my peace and you'll be all right. Because I've already overcome it and you're, you're an overcomer. I like the way it says it at the Amplified Bible. I told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain, 
Be, be certain and undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Amen. Praise God. That's why we can have peace. That's why we can have peace. And so when we're seeking peace and pursuing it, rather than looking at our circumstances, then God's always going to lead us into a place of health and strength and, and vitality in our lives. Amen? So, first of all, seek peace and pursue it. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. But also, secondly, it's a fruit of our focus. It's a fruit of our focus, what we're focused on in our life. Our focus will determine our direction. What we're focusing on will determine where we go with our life. And so uh, one of the things that I've, I've noticed even in my own life, that when I focus in on the negative, and it's very easy to focus in on the negative. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fully invested in my relationships. I'm fully invested in, 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 in bringing health and strength and, and everything that I can bring that's positive in my relationships. I mean, with you guys, I'm fully invested in you. I want to see God's best in your life. And even though I'm fully invested, sometimes people will get into the negative and look negative. Can you believe that? Get negative with me? Can you believe that? I mean, I'm fully invested in you guys. And then from time to time, some people will get negative because we all can get there. I remember a friend of mine that I got negative. Uh, he's a pastor friend of mine. And I just, for some reason, I allowed myself to be convinced that this guy had done something that I thought he had done and he, you know, and, and I stewed on it and I thought about it and I got, you know, and, and, and it started with the seed and by the time I faced him, it was already a harvest and then I blew up on him. I blew up on him. And, and let me tell you something, we got to watch not being negative because a negative, uh, when we focus on it, because we can always find negative. You come into our church, I, we're life-giving. We're going to feed you with life. We're going to be strengthening. We're going to make sure that we're going to do whatever we can to help you experience God, to grow in God, to make an impact with your life, a life-giving difference in other people's lives. We're going to do that as a body. We want to see you being a functioning body here on, this faith, on the face of this earth. And we're going to be as life-giving as possible. And we're going to do that. I mean, we're going to do that. But I'm going to tell you something. There are some negatives, and if you, find, if you look for it, you will find it. We're not perfect. There's some issues. We got issues. I got issues. Okay? And you've heard me, if you've been around here, I have issues, you have issues, and if you say you don't have issues, that's your issue. We just have issues. And so, so, so here's the deal. We get what we expect. And I said this yesterday. I, said, I mean, last week, last Sunday. I said, we get what we expect. You know what a buzzard finds? What, what he's looking for. He finds for death. He find, he's looking for death and he finds death. What's a hummingbird looking for? Sweet. What's he find? Sweet. And, and, and I said this last week. You know, we can come into this service and, 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 and you'll have one person receive. And it's like, man, God was so strong. Pastor preached a great message. It was so impacting. <laughs> let's go. You know, let's, let's go. Let's go, get, let's go win people for Jesus. Amen. And then you'll have somebody leave. Man, 
Did you see him? He was wearing that green shirt. And, and then he had this loud green shirt underneath. And, and did you see him? He just got a little loud. And, and, and you know, the worship went a little long. And, and, you know, and so you got two different people. Can I tell you, they both got what they were looking for, what they were expecting. One was expecting death, the other one was expecting sweetness, and they both got what they expected. Since we've got to focus on God. We've got to focus on Him. And we'll get Him. We'll get what's God. Now, uh, Isaiah 26.3 says this. Look at this. It says, You will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. So when we keep our mind, when we keep our focus on the Lord, guess what we're going to find? We're going to find Him. We're going to have that perfect peace in our heart. Seek peace and pursue it. We need to seek peace and pursue it in our lives. And it's not an easy thing, by the way. You know, my, my, uh, you know one of the things that uh, Ephesians, I'll just throw it up there, Ephesians chapter 4, and I need to hurry up. It says, as a prisoner of the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. By the way, we've all been called. And then it says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. In other words, we're going to have some times where we're not going to want to bear with one another. It's like, you're a bear. We shoot bears. We're in Texas. We carry guns. You're going down. Now, no, it's, when it says bear with one another, it means be patient and loving and kind. You understand what I'm saying? But get this. It says make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Make every effort. Work on it. It's going to take, it's going to take some energy to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We have to work at it. Marriages. Husbands, wives, love each other. Work on it. Love each other. Work on it. Seek peace. Pursue it. And you're going to have God's best in your life. And Romans chapter 8, verse 5 through 6 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and... So number three, I want to share the third thought with you, is that peace is a fruit of our obedience. When we're walking in obedience, we have a peace in our heart. When we're not, it, we lack peace. And, uh, and so we need, we need that, uh, that uh, signal in our hearts to know whether we're walking in God's will or not. When we, get, we, we, when we resist and rebel God, you know that there's not a peace there in our heart. That's why we're to seek peace and pursue it. Remember in 1 Peter 3.8, it says, Let him turn away from evil, do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee also youthful lusts. But pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So we're to seek peace. Seek it. How do we do that? We do that through our obedience. When we, when we obey, well, there's going to be a peace there. Thank God for that. 
And when, when, we're, when we're getting out of the, uh, getting in disobedience and willfully just disobeying God when we know to do right and don't do it, then to us it's sin when we're sinning like that, then, then we're going we're gonna to be lacking some peace in our heart. Let's get back to that peace. Really, that's what we all want. That's what we all want. Romans 14, 16 through 19 says, Therefore do not let your good be spoken as of, as, or of as evil, for the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify one another. Notice here that we can seek those things that make for peace. There's things that we can do that produces peace in our life. And obedience is one of those things. Many things get the blame in our life that's really not the problem in our life, why we don't have peace in our life. It's our lack of obedience many times. Now, I want to talk to you just really quickly. A couple of things real quick. Uh, I had a worked for a ministry years ago. I worked for a ministry years ago, and uh, I, was a young, I, I was a young man. Uh, I know that I still look young. I was a little bit younger, about 23 years younger. And, uh, and I remember I had a younger guy than me. I was probably around 30 years old, and, uh, and I'm... Th- if you can add, 23 and 30, that's 53, that's how old I am, in case you want to know. Uh, and so uh, the, the young man that, I, uh, that was my supervisor was probably in his early 20s. And, uh, and I, was, I was young, and, and I thought I knew a lot. And by the way, now the older I get, and the more that I learn, the more that I see that I don't know. I, I've, I've learned to be humble and I can learn from the young or I can learn from the old. And I'm going to tell you, if a jackass talks, I can learn. <laughs> you know, they did that in the Bible, right? And, and let me tell you, I'm going to learn. Wherever God's speaking, I'm going to learn. And, and so, uh, and I remember uh, there, they were, he, he was instructing us and in doing some projects and that type of thing. And, and I thought I knew a better way. And instead of going to him, I went to his supervisor. And I said, that's a no-no, I know. I didn't know that. I was still young. <laughs> At that time, I had only been saved for about seven years. Six, seven years. And, uh, and so uh, I went to his supervisor and I told him, hey, if we'll do it this way, this is da-da-da-da. Anyway, so I, I go back to doing what I was, you know, a, a project. And, and I was actually up on a ladder, a tall, tall ladder, because we had a warehouse and, and the, 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 where I was at, I don't know if I was doing some lights or messing with some lights or something. And here, here comes my supervisor, my direct supervisor, this young man, comes up the ladder right behind me. Listen, you talked to Steve today. I said, yes, sir, I did. I don't know if I said sir, but yes, I did. I wasn't ugly. I always wanted to live for God and do the right thing. I was just ignorant. And I said, yes, I did. He says, he says, from now on, 
if you have uh, if you have something to address, you come to me, not to him. I looked down at him. My pride wanted to stand up and say something. But in my heart, I knew the peace, the peaceful thing, the right thing to do was to yield to his authority. And I said, yes, sir, it'll never happen again. And peace was, I mean, it was, it was just, I learned a lesson. It was strong. It was powerful. I came under his authority Unless, unless, because he was my authority, my authority, unless he asked me to do something that contradicted the word of God, I needed to be submitted to him. There's really about five areas of authority that we need to be under. This umbrella, uh, umbrella of an authority that keeps us protected and keeps us shielded. One is the word of God. It's it's the authority that you and I need to be under all the time that we need to be obedient to. Every one of us need to be submitted to the authority of the word of God. Number two is the authority of the Holy Spirit. We, we have the Holy Spirit that wants to lead us and guide us and he'll always leave it, lead us and guide us in conjunction with the word of God. The third authority that we need to be led by and, and obey in, in our life that God's given to us is our own conscience. God has given us a conscience that where he speaks to us from, or to, he speaks to us uh, into our conscience, and we need to be submitted to our conscience. So when our conscience is bothering us, then we need to, or it's telling us or instructing us, we need to be submitted to it. Number four. Four, spiritual authority. God has put spiritual authority in our lives that we need to be submitted to. Pastors. Pastors and leaders in our lives that we need to be submitted to. Very few people are submitted to spiritual authority. Can I tell you that? And, and it's unfortunate. We need to be submitted to spiritual authority. Now, you need to come under a, somebody that's not a tyrant, somebody that's not a... A dictator, you need to come under somebody that you can trust. But you need to be under spiritual authority. Number four, five, we need to be under civil authority as long as they're not violating the word of God. Are you with me? And if you do, you will experience God's greatest and best. I want to give you some, just some truths real quick in, in closing. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 16 through 18 says, Length of days is in her right hand, talking about God's word, God's wisdom. In her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Notice that. All of her paths are what? She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are those who retain her. And then one more scripture, and then I'll close. Proverbs 8, 12 through 14. Wisdom. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I take pride. I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. Talking about the wisdom of God. Today, I want to encourage you. I want to just... uh, I just want to plead with you, seek peace and pursue it. And by doing so, you'll be following the Holy Spirit in your life. Let's pray.